questioning if I still see you the same way. Cause through these trying years, we gonna both physically change now. Don't you know you'll always be the most beautiful woman I know? So let me reassure you, darling, that my feelings are truly unconditional. Hey, good people. What's up? I miss you all. I miss this space, this time. And if I'm being honest, I had to take a little hiatus to get me right and stop running from what God was calling me to do and speak about. I don't know about y'all, but I'd be like, Lord, use me. (laughs) And then when God calls me and wants to use me, I freeze up. And I'll be like, hold up, Lord. Um, This is a little too vulnerable for me. <laughs> a little too transparent for me. <laughs> Lord, what is you doing, baby? Oh, no. And he's like, oh, yes. It's always our yes for him. So, good people, let me ask you, what are you saying yes to? Don't worry. If you don't know right away, it's okay. We will revisit this topic for sure. Okay. I just want you to meditate on this question for the next time. Is your yes for God or is your yes for selfish purposes and reasoning? Like for me, I thought I was saying yes to God, but I wasn't. I was saying yes, but my actions weren't. You know, it's like those relationships I used to find myself in. The men would say, oh, yes, I can do all that. I could be all that for you. <laughs> but the whole time they would be saying yes, but their actions weren't in alignment with what they were verbalizing. And you know what? We all fall short. <laughs> so who am I to point the fingers? But when you know better, you do better. You learn and you grow through what you go through. So always give God your best yes before you do anyone or anything else. So good people, I have a very special guest. The reason why I exist. Well, this guest is half the reason why I exist. (laughs) The reason why I view the black man as I do and have such great and high expectations with men and why the bare minimum doesn't suffice with me because of this black, beautiful, progressing, God-fearing king, I have the pleasure of calling my own daddy, y'all. Let me tell y'all something about this man. I'm going to go ahead and toot his horn, tooty toot toot toot. He is the reason I love nature and my love for plants and flowers. Why I love me some Anita Baker, okay? He's the reason why I can sleep to the last minute most times in the cold because he's out warming my car and making sure things are right. He's the reason why I know that good black men exist because he decides to show up every day, not for himself alone, but for his wife, my mother, all six of his children. And yes, I said six, no matter how old we are, married or unmarried, We all be needing him and all eight of his grandkids and he shows up. Okay. My dad is truly a gift from God, y'all. And I am beyond blessed to call him my father. I am grateful that God blessed me with such an amazing human being. My dad is really the goat. He is honestly the jack of all trades. And if he doesn't know, he will find out. 
So heads up, future black kings who are smitten by me. <laughs> Please know the usual ain't cutting for me. Mm-mm. If you come and come correct or don't come at all. And I promise I won't bite you. <laughs> Maybe my dog, but not me. So I say all that to say thank you, dad, for being my dad, even when I'm not the easiest to deal with. Thank you for loving me and showing up always. So, good people, I would like to introduce you to my daddy, my father, Mr. JP. He is a loving husband, father, grandfather, uncle, brother, son, and he's retired. But let me tell y'all something. The fact that him and my mom both are retired and it's harder to reach them now than before is crazy. I mean, low-key, I'll be feeling like since they're retired, we should be always having prepared meals and they should always be home just like waiting to see what we doing <laughs> but i know god has called them both to reinvent and not to only retire so i hope they're both reinventing okay and i'll be giving them the side eye like what are y'all doing so dead welcome welcome to good food good people podcast thank you despite of your reluctancy on being a guest of my show. Hello there. How are you? I'm doing very well. Hello to you and your guests that attend your iPod. <laughs> my podcast. Yes, my listeners. <laughs> How have you been doing in this pandemic as not only a black man, but a black father to both daughters and sons? How it's, have you been doing? It's been different. Mm-hmm. How? It's a new reality. Mm-hmm. Adjustment for everyone, I would think. It can be very confinement at times. Mm-hmm. So how are you adjusting? I'm taking one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Not doing too much. Okay. You know, uh, trying to keep my spirit up. Mm-hmm. Staying afloat with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And um, keeping myself active. Okay. Okay. What keeps you hopeful in times such as these? What and who do you lean on? Number one, God God keeps me hopeful. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's my rock. That's who I lean on. Mm-hmm. I know we're going to come through this with his help, mm-hmm. you know, because he's in control of all things. Yeah, he is. So with that being said, I know I'm in the right hands. Okay. Well, Dad, this month of February on Good Food, Good People Podcast, I am highlighting black love, but from the black man perspective, because too often we hear about love from the woman's perspective and not enough from the man, especially black men at that. So, Dad, what does love mean to you? What is it? I think love itself mm-hmm. can fill up a dictionary by itself. Mm-hmm. Because there is uh, lots of meaning of love. It can be a different definition. True love is uh, inspired by God's word. Mm -hmm. Knowing God and knowing who you are. And to know who you are, you have to know God to understand yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how do you showcase your love to yourself first? How do you showcase your love to yourself? Well, when I wake up in the morning, I know I'm blessed. That's love from God. It's a blessing waking up beside my wife, seeing her every morning, knowing she's still here with me. Mm-hmm. Just seeing all of you guys, mm-hmm. my children, my grandchildren, I love to show my love. I love to share my love. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like to think that I'm a given person. You are. You definitely are. Did you ever see yourself married with six children and 
eight grandchildren? Well, you don't see that, mm-hmm. you know, until things start coming into play. Mm-hmm. I know that I love life. Mm-hmm. I love giving life. I love all of my children. Mm-hmm. A lot of things in life. I used to ride motorcycles, mm-hmm. but I gave it up because I wanted to see my children grow up to be young adults. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see them give me grandchildren. Mm-hmm. I just want to be here with life. I want to have life. A lot of decisions that you make in life, especially once you have that first one, your life is no longer about you. Mm-hmm. It's about the ones that you brought into this world. That's who I'm living for now. Mm-hmm. My children and my grandchildren and great-grandchildren to be. What did you see for yourself before you were married, before children? What did you aspire? I went to a private college for fashion and design, Mm -hmm. tailoring. Mm -hmm. And I was into custom tailoring, making clothes, being creative with different ways of designing clothes. Mm -hmm. You always had more than one thing you were getting into. Right. At first, it was tailoring. Mm-hmm. Once I had got married, have children, tailoring was not putting the financial means to my table. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I got a regular job and I built from that point on. And building is still possible. Oh, right? yes. Yes. And y'all, by the way, my dad can really. So, I mean, it takes him a while to get our pieces together because he'd be so busy and active, but he can really sew. Okay. I mean, too bad. I don't know. And I think that's what kind of prevents me too. Cause I'm like, Oh, daddy will do it. Like I don't have to learn, but I need to. What is something that you love to do dad and you wouldn't mind doing for the rest of your life? For real. Mm-hmm. Life had just really begun mm-hmm. for myself and my wife mm-hmm. to explore life as the two people when we first met each other. Mm-hmm. We want to travel. We want to see the beauty of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, traveling is one, and I'm an outdoors person, too. I mm-hmm. love Mother Nature. I love doing a little, lots of things outside, building, splitting wood. Mm-hmm. I love swimming. Used to play basketball, but I don't do that anymore. Mm. I love seeing grass grow, flowers grow, mm-hmm. vegetables, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. I told y'all that's where I get like my outdoors and it comes out for my dad. <laughs> so, dad, you and mommy have been married for what, 42 years? I think my math is right. Did you think y'all would make it to see 42 years? Somehow, I believe that. Mm-hmm. It's not all peaches and ice cream. Mm-hmm. You know, and roses, but with the guidance and the help of God, I knew anything's possible. Mm-hmm. With my wife, I'm looking to live another 50 years. Mm-hmm. Because y'all got to watch my kids whenever they come. So they can't really be doing too much traveling unless they, I'd be like them. <laughs> like when I was little, I traveled with my grandparents. What makes you decide to show up every day? Like show up in your marriage and as a father and a grandfather. As long as I can wake up, have my right vitals moving in my body, in my mind, I have to show up. Mm-hmm. I have to be the person that God has made me to be. Mm-hmm. How do you and have you shown up for yourself? I love life. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a main piece of this family. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to go anywhere. 
Mm-hmm. So with that and all the love I have around me, I'm going to be here. For a long time, long time. Y'all, there's been times when my dad will work crazy hours and, you know, wake up the next day just to do it again. I remember a time when we all gathered for my nephew's birthday and I ran into my third grade teacher and I was like sitting with my dad. We were just talking. Everybody was, I think it was like one of them trampoline parks. And I introduced them and she was like, oh, wow, Ariel, I just saw your mom and your grandma. I didn't know, you know, your dad was there. And part of it, I'm like, is it because, you know, I went to a, a elementary school in the hood, you know, that stereotypical view that, you know, white teachers have with black students. But then at the same time, I was just like, um, yeah, my dad's always been there. I mean, he brings me lunch and my dad works a lot. So, you know, just because you don't see him doesn't mean he's not there. So, you know, yeah, Dad, how did you keep going even when you didn't feel like it or or having to miss certain things in our lives because of the demands of your work? Well, I like to find the things in life. Mm-hmm. And I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I, by lacking the finer things in life, mm-hmm. meaning for my children and my wife. Y'all hear that? This is why I like the finer things in life. I mean, right now, you know. I got champagne taste, working on champagne money, but you know, I like finding things in life. (laughs) What does marriage and commitment look like for you, Dad? What exactly is it? And did you come from a two-parent household? Yes. My mother and father was always there all of their lives. Mm -hmm. Once you make that commitment, it's a big obligation and it's dedication. You know, you have to believe in that oath that you took, there are going to be highs and there are going to be lows. But with the help of God, you can work through it. You can be single but living together. But once you get married, it's a different commitment. You can't just get upset at each other and disappear for days or weeks. You have to work through those situations that arrive because they're going to in marriage. How does your two-parent household shape you in regard to your own marriage and your perception of marriage? They weren't always the best. You know, somebody in relationships at times do drop the ball. Even with that being said, I want it better. I want it better for my marriage and for my children. I came from a family of 11. Times were different, but my parents did what they had to do. And I felt as though my wife and I, we were not born with a silver spoon. We started from the basement up. Started from the bottom and we here. But, <laughs> but I think each generation for our kids, we wanted them to get a start on the first floor. Their kids start all the way at the second floor and you build. Mm-hmm. It, it, it don't happen overnight or a year or two, but it takes a while to get to the penthouse. Mm-hmm. But you have to build on it. Okay. How did you know that you were ready to marry mommy? Or what made you want to make an honest woman out of her? Because you didn't have to marry her. Well, we went together about seven years before we got married. Mm-hmm. Truly, I asked God, I was probably about 18. I said, Lord, let me marry this woman here. Because I really felt I had something to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And I said, and show her that life is better than the hand we both have been dealt. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to build something beautiful and wonderful 
for us as a family. Okay. If you have to use four ingredients only, only four, what ingredients would you use to describe your marriage? Any ingredients. So be sure to think wisely because, you know, mommy will be listening. <laughs> Any ingredients to describe my marriage? Mm-hmm. You can say a little honey, a little spice, a little cayenne because she could be a little hot. Well, I wanted a beautiful woman to be my wife. Mm-hmm. Personality as well as figure-wise. Mm-hmm. And... She fulfilled that description of what I had of a woman to be my wife. Mm-hmm. She's a loving, caring woman. And my love for her is, I would tell her many times, if the world was mine, there's nothing in it that you would not have. Mm-hmm. Well, I would definitely use some honey. Mm-hmm. I love honey. The color of it. Mm-hmm. A little spice. Mm-hmm. We because, all need a little spice now. Because my wife do bring that to the table. <laughs> she keeps you focused. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, something that holds. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. I mean, it's like gravy. When you start out with gravy, one of the ingredients is water. Mm-hmm. And it's this other type of uh, flour thing, which you use. Starch. To, starch. There we yes. Go. And it has to be starch there. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Um, we definitely need fire to make it all happen right. Okay, okay, all right. As a black man, how do you take care of you truly? How do you relieve stress? Well, that's why I'm a nature person. I love outside. Mm-hmm. I can go in my backyard and get lost mm-hmm. for five to seven hours. And one is wondering, what is daddy doing? What is he doing? <laughs> but I can just get lost, you know, whether it's splitting logs or working with the soil, Mm -hmm. you know, along with that, listening to some nice mellow jazz music. Mm -hmm. What makes you proud? Like what makes you a proud black man? A proud black man is my children. Mm -hmm. How God has blessed my wife and I to help raise them to be a blessing and to know that what we set out to do, I truly believe we have succeeded in a good way mm-hmm. because uh, I can see it from the fruits. All of them has been blessed. They're educators. Mm-hmm. And God gave my wife that vision many years ago that they were going to be educators. All of them are musical um, inclined. They played instrument for 10, 11 years, different instrument. I believe they have a pretty good foundation. And of that, with my grandkids, it, it makes me to be satisfied and a proud father and grandfather. How do you care for your mental health? Do you use the outdoors as well? Well, yeah, I would say that's a part. You know, it's a, a part of uh, stress. You know, love outdoors. I love doing things inside. I love building inside, making things better. I guess I'm more of a um, hands-on stress reliever person, mm-hmm. you can say. Why don't many Black men seek professional help when dealing with mental health? Because no one you see is absolute from the issues within and around their mental. So what's the real hesitation, especially with Black men, when they are in need to seek professional help? 
I think that goes back decades and centuries mm-hmm. ago. And the change is coming about within Black men's, I would say, mm-hmm. by seeking mental help. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we centuries ago, we were taught to be strong, to mm-hmm. withstand, to withhold, and pull your big boy pants up and keep going. Mm-hmm. The humanistic part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't... You weren't raised that way. We weren't we were, raised to show softness. We were raised to... To just be strong. Boys don't cry. Boys just tough it out. Right, tough it out. But I think things are changing because a lot of my friends, more than I thought, seek mental health. Right, it's not the same. Things are changing. It just takes time. Mm. When things are tough, how do you persevere? Well, after focusing on exactly what it is mm. and think about it and uh, come up with a strategy on dealing with it. Mm. But through all things, God is my rock. If I need an answer or comfort, I have to go and talk to him mm. to help me see the light, mm. to strengthen me, to build me up where I'm torn down at. Mm-hmm. He does that. You have to trust in him. Mm. Okay. Okay, Dad. Now, there's been a lot of talk around the roles of Black men, specifically in relationships and marriage. What do you believe is the role of a man in a relationship? And then is a man's role in a marriage different from like when he's not married? Is there a difference? And if so, what it is? What is it, should I say? Well, I believe in marriage. Mm-hmm. When you take that oath to become one, headship is your main position. God made man headship. Mm-hmm. And not meaning kingship, you do what I say, mm-hmm. is working together, compromising, coming to a solution between you and your mate, mm-hmm. working things out. I've learned you need God in your marriage, mm-hmm. not just your marriage, your life. If you want things to work out good, mm-hmm. you need God in it. Because without him, I believe there was many times my wife and I, we both probably felt like going our own way. Mm-hmm. But with God in your life and the, the fact that I love my children, I could never leave leave her to the task. Mm-hmm. It's a joint, a joint marriage that the only way is going to work. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you believe is a woman's role in a marriage? Well, I believe a woman's role is to be there to help her king Mm -hmm. succeed and likewise, him to make sure she's that queen that she deserves to be, that she's given out. Mm -hmm. Even though we are the king, but in a home, that's her home. She's in charge of that house. Mm -hmm. That's where you compromise and you work it out. You need a woman to be a a, a, str- a strong mate for us helping you get things done because you're not going to do it by yourself. Have you received that within your own marriage? Yes. Mm-hmm. I told my wife when we got married, I said, well, baby, you can work but five years if it was that long. I said, then quit. I have this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that independent, spicy black woman, once she get out there and things start happening, 
you know, because it does make financially better, mm-hmm. you know, and I believe it's because of the woman is the reason why man thrives for more and more mm-hmm. because of the woman's taste. Mm-hmm. And that woman get out there and... It's like she brings life to the vision. Yes, mm-hmm. she does. But once she started working and was still having babies, mm-hmm. she wanted to keep working. So it was her choice to mm-hmm. stay out there or come on in and just raise the kids. But, you know, they can be multitask, wear different hats at the same time. Mm-hmm. So she figured we can do this and still be okay. Okay. Who pays for what in a household of of a marriage because on social media they, they you know men like oh no it's 50 50 oh i'm not taking care of everything and then you have some men like oh i'll take care of everything and i just need you to do x y and z so from your standpoint who pays for what in a household in a marriage well my wife was a working woman i was working mm-hmm. and i'm not one of those guys that have a problem if my wife make more money than i do that, that could never be a problem. At that point in life, I just worked, made the money. And being she was better at finance, you know, running kids to the music school, taking off work, going, you know, talking to the teachers that time. A lot of times I would be there. But um, my money just went to the bank because it goes back to trust, loving and trusting your mate. I can put my heart in your hands and trust and believe that you will do the right thing, make the right decision. Mm-hmm. And during that time, my money just went to the bank and I trusted her. I made up in my mind that she was worthy of controlling finance at home, doing making the right choices. Mm-hmm. So our money went there, her money went to the bank and she paid the bills and we did what we did in life together. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say as years went on, at this point in life, I would say, I still say all the money should go to the bank, but I feel as though the male should also have a little account of his own where he keeps X amount of dollars there, not the bulk of it, not even maybe a quarter, an eighth. Mm-hmm. So when he likes to surprise his wife for her birthday mm-hmm. or he want to go and, and just splurge all on her mm-hmm. or take her on a trip, you know, somewhere out of the country. You want to have the money to be able to go and do that without touching the family money. The joint account. Okay. Right. The joint account. I mean, my name is on all the accounts and her name is on them as well. Mm-hmm. Is marriage 50-50? I believe it should be 50-50, mm-hmm. you know, because it goes back to the heart. At the end of the day... I still believe, according to what my father, which is in heaven, said, the man is the head of the household. Mm-hmm. Per se, the final say on maybe some tough decisions, you know, after you talked about it and everything, mm-hmm. you know, as long as it's right, you know, with under proper, true meaning of life, mm-hmm. that man has the final say. Is there anything wrong with women looking for a man to be a provider in the marriage? And it doesn't mean she doesn't work or doesn't contribute either. But like you said, in your earlier years of marriage, um, a man's money will go to the household and she will, you know, provide whatever else that they need. Do you think there's anything wrong with a woman wanting that? Well, along with today's time, Mm -hmm. I think 
that it is almost a must. Both parties should bring something to the table, mm-hmm. especially if you like the finer things in life and you want, you know, the better things in life. Okay. It shows stability on both sides. What's one thing that you knew you needed in your own marriage? I believe we need to know that we are being needed mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. our significant other. Mm-hmm. And you have to give the same thing. You know, I need my wife and I would like to think that she needs me as well, which in my situation, I know she needs me as well, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need her to take me for granted and I'm not going to take her for granted. Mm-hmm. OK, what's your love languages? Like, do you like quality time? Do you like words of affirmation? Do you like um, receiving gifts? Do you like like the acts of service, whether that's getting up every morning, cooking you breakfast or, you know, making sure clothes is washed or, you know, making sure whatever tools you need to be outside in the backyard or, you know, whatever, like acts of service. What is your love language? Well, we all really need space mm-hmm. at some crucial times. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think it's important that you don't really smother a person, period. You know, give each other space and it brings about trust, mm-hmm. trust in your partner. For the most part, she gets up and cooks breakfast the majority of the time. Well, sometimes and I do it as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoy that, you know, getting up, feeding my wife. Not just my wife. I have to feed Ariel a lot of times. Yeah, time sure too. do. Look, I was about to say, uh, me too. <laughs> me too. Make sure my plate is there even though I sleep late. When my grandkids here. I'm thinking the night before, what are they going to eat tomorrow morning? You know, so what I need to prepare for them. Yeah, I've been a little trifling, y'all. I will admit I have not been cooking because my parents just been cooking. So, you know, I've just been absorbing lately. (laughs) How do you show love that? I know how I receive your love. I receive your love by... Like I said earlier, um, getting up just like just a couple of minutes ago. Well, not a minute ago, maybe half an hour ago. My car, I was parked in a wrong parking spot. So it's cold. Yo, it's freezing. My dad would take the keys, move my car. Things that he noticed he does um, to make it easier on us. Well, I like doing. I like doing for my children, my grandchildren. You know, thank God that I have two wonderful son-in-laws, mm-hmm. and one daughter-in-law. They are beautiful people. And um, I love family to react and respond like family. Mm-hmm. Just doing, I like gathering mm-hmm. with my family. With this new era of life that we're dealing with right now, it limits it a lot of that. Mm-hmm. We all practice in safe distance, mm-hmm. and we're doing what we have to do today mm-hmm. so tomorrow we can do what we want to do mm-hmm. once we come through this tunnel okay how do you receive love and if y'all want to know why i be having issues receiving it's because of my parents <laughs> well i love when people do things without you have to ask them mm-hmm. you know i love my bathtub water being ran a lot of times I love it when my wife buy, I would say, women colors for the bedroom. Mm-hmm. I love pink, yellow. I love 
lots of beautiful, bright colors. Because, That's what society says. They're women colors. What is colors? Because when I come to my bedroom, I wanted to feel romantic. I wanted to feel soft. Mm-hmm. I want that female touch all over it. I love receiving love in many different ways. And I don't really prefer people giving, giving, constantly giving, giving me like that. Mm-hmm. When I might know their situation, I'd rather be the giver. Mm-hmm. I like seeing smiles on their faces, hearing laughter and joy all around me. Okay. And I'm fine. How do you receive help? And furthermore, how do you receive help within your marriage? I know for me, that's what I struggle with more than anything, receiving the help. Well, you know, I'm 65 years old. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have that saying, the older you get, you can't teach Old dogs, new tricks. Yes. <laughs> but I beg the difference. I like help. You know, I can receive help well. But I guess if I taught you and I'm teaching you how to do things mm-hmm. with the newer generation, they don't respond like they should. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're living with the new generation. They're the microwave generation. Uh-huh. They want spontaneous reaction, but yet they don't move like that. Uh-huh. You know, so which, uh, you know, help when it's there, it's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. But when it's not, I'm the kind of man that I want results. And it's that saying, do it yourself. Uh-huh. And I'm quick to do it myself. Uh-huh. Not that, you know, I don't want help, but. Uh, you don't want to wait too long on help. That is correct. Gotcha. How do you grow together in a marriage? Well, we both can see each other's weak spots. Mm -hmm. And we know each other to a great extent. Mm -hmm. I'm still learning about my wife. And as I tell her, she's still learning about me. And you're still learning your own self. Yes, I'm still learning uh, from life itself, just for me. Mm Mm-hmm. I have a wonderful wife, and she means me the world. She will try to help in any situation to bring things to the light and make it better. Okay. What has been your biggest lesson you've learned regarding your love and marriage thus far? Well, I'm going to say to all men's, young men's, especially young men's, especially when you're married, got a wife, they're very concerned about our health. They want to keep you around. Going to the doctors, doctor's visits, yearly checkups, from getting your tooth clean to keeping your toes, your feet right, mm-hmm. <laughs> is something that needs to be addressed, not just on a, on a yearly basis, but on an everyday basis. Mm-hmm. Because um, there have been a few things happening in life, and I think if I've been going to the doctor on a yearly checkup basis and and all that. Some rough spots in my life, I would not have to address that later. Mm-hmm. And your wife is constantly there to help and see that you keep those doctor's appointments, eye appointments, all of that. You know, because we as black men, there's a thing of a diabetes, blood pressure, you know, all those things you have to be on top of because it will affect you as you get older in life. 
and not just older. It will affect you in life, period. Hmm. Why is black love needed and is it important to you? Black love, number one, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. And when that man and that woman gets married, when God unites you in his name, mm-hmm. you are growing together as one. You come into a marriage to people, but you're supposed to grow in unity together as one. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, I mean, you think about it, making two things into one, it means that it absorbs into each other. Mm. And to do that, you have the love that's growing within that marriage on a daily basis. Okay. What does, if you could sum it all up, what does your marriage mean to you, your marriage and your wife? You said, you know, throughout this episode, how much she means to you, but... Tying it all together, what does your marriage and your wife need? Well, I need my wife, and I know she needs me. So at this point in life, we are loving each other more than ever before. You know, we are retired, but it's all about us at this point. So we're really learning a lot of things about each other and building a lot of things within the two of us together. Uh-huh. I don't like to think what would life be without my wife mm-hmm. because uh, 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 it's just not in my vocabulary of thinking. I'm looking forward to her being here. We didn't come in together, but I can't imagine life without her mm-hmm. at this point in my life. Okay, then last couple questions, okay? What advice would you tell me and young women like me when it comes to dating? Because, you know, in today's culture, women are told to shoot our shot at men, like to go after the men and pursue them. And a lot of men like that. A lot of men like women pursuing them. Do you agree with that? Like, do you think women should start pursuing men? I'm going to tell you a little secret. Tell me a little secret. I need it. First of all, women have always pursued a man. We are a different uh, human. Mm-hmm. The male figure. Mm-hmm. We are adventurous type guys. You know, we want to go on an adventurous trip and do all sorts of things. Build an apartment building, uh, 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 you know, building a subway, mm-hmm. you know. But women are the caretaker. As they say, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world to a great degree. Mm-hmm. And I've said this for a while. Say out of 80% of marriages, mm-hmm. 60% of the women propose to their man first. Yeah, I don't know about that. But a woman does it in reverse psychology. Okay. No, she did not come right out and say, babe, will you marry me? Mm-hmm. He's the one who makes that final say. Mm-hmm. Where it looks like 80% comes, the male comes to the woman. Mm-hmm. But the females have have her eye on that prize from the beginning. He's following that lead, you know, because other than that, we will stay out in the wilderness. <laughs> and he follows her lead because he knows it's time to come on in. And he goes in, you know, through that re- uh, reverse psychology, he proposed to her, you know. And, and I mean, if he didn't want it to, he wouldn't do it. Okay. But it was time to come on in. God knows when it's time to reel you within, you know. When it's your time. Yes. What should we as young women and women all around 
what should we tolerate when it comes to, I guess, dating and what shouldn't we tolerate? Well, number one, any abuse relationship, you don't need to be in, period. Mm-hmm. You know, any man that abuses. And it's another thing I see, like they said, if you want to know how a man will somewhat treat you, mm-hmm. look at the relationship between him and his mother and his siblings, the females, which I believe tells a lot. A woman wants a man that wants the final things in life as well. Mm-hmm. She want to know that her man is not afraid of, uh, of work, whether it is white collar work or blue collar. Mm-hmm. You want to know that you have an ambition man, you know, not a womanizer, not a baby maker. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really want a ready made family. Mm-hmm. You, you want to make your own family. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, one kid I can see, but uh, in today's time, sometimes, it, you know, it, it might have to be with two. Mm-hmm. But you really have to examine that man and to know a lot of what you're getting. But even with that being said, that's why you need that relationship with God, because God will appoint that man and confirm that he is the one for you. Okay. What advice do you have for young men who are dating or who wants to date? Well, I think they should take their time. And first of all, he has to know what he wants. Mm-hmm. What do you want within a woman, especially when he's a stand-up male, mm-hmm. you know, that's really trying to do the right thing himself? You're just not taking anything. You study your woman. Mm-hmm. You know the character, her characteristic of the woman that you want because you're, um, can this woman raise my child? Mm-hmm. Can this woman be a plus with building a solid foundation of marriage here? with wife and children. Mm-hmm. You really have to know. And again, it goes back to him as well. He have to have that relationship with God for God to confirm and sign off on that woman. Mm-hmm. Don't let her beauty, mm-hmm. glamorous beauty, distract you Distract you in the worst way. Mm-hmm. Okay. She had to have some substance. Yes. Okay. Finally, Dad, could you leave us with a prayer? You know, praying over black men all over the world and for black love, those in it and waiting for it. Nothing too long, but just right for the people, please. I'm going to say, trust in the Lord with Mm -hmm. all of thy heart and lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all that you do, in all your ways, and he will direct your pathway. And for the black men and black women out there, really trust him. Trust him and trust your instinct. Like they say, women are not the only one that get intuition. Mm -hmm. Men get them as well. But to be able to be in contact with that, you have to have a relationship with God so you can identify what is true and what is false. Mm. And once you do that, I truly believe that God will lead you the right way. You will be okay. Mm. Amen. Amen. Thank you for being a guest, Dad, on Good Food, Good People. So, good people, it's that time. Time to put you on to something blackity, black, 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 black. And y'all, 
if you think I'm pro-black, my love for our history comes from this black man himself, my father, okay? This handsome chocolate black king. My mama got herself a Mr. Goodbar in the flesh, okay? <laughs> he got himself a winner and a chicken wing dinner every night. So, yes, my mama be throwing down in the kitchen. So, you know, that's why I don't be cooking like that for real. I can cook, but I just don't be cooking like that. So, Dad, what's one of your favorite black films? Because you told me the other day, Ari, if it ain't no black directors, black actors, I ain't trying to watch it. I love all the Spike Lee <laughs> movies, period. <laughs> Let me say that. Mm-hmm. I love all the Spike Lee movies. I literally was going to say, I love Spike Lee, too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Spike Lee, definitely, definitely. And you really like um, Samuel L. Jackson, whatever movie he's in. He has surpassed everyone on the map for me. Okay. You know, Do the Right Thing is my movie for life, but my future babies' babies will be well-versed in Spike Lee movies because he just makes masterpieces. Like, everything he does is good for me. But definitely my fave is Serafina and Polly, the black version. My mom had to buy the DVD because it's such a classic. So look it up if you don't know. Thanks again, Dad. Thanks for coming on the podcast. I love you much. Y'all know your girl stay thirsty and thirsty for God. So I'm going to need y'all to hit up Essential Water and all their socials for me and tell them I'm their walking billboard. Like it's me that they're looking for and they don't even know it yet. So tag me in all their posts. Hire me. Like yesterday, but today we'll do too. <laughs> Tell them to get at me and feature some regular degular schmegula over a Shiva black girl like myself. Okay. Thank y'all in advance. And I promise once I get it, it's a case of water for everybody. All right. Everybody. Okay, y'all. I wasn't leaving y'all without putting you onto something physical now. Come on. I'm shouting out Uncle Bobby's Coffee and Books because remember, leaders are readers. And if you haven't checked out, please go watch Judas and the Black Messiah. Phenomenal. Uncle Bobby's Cafe or Coffee and Books, yes, it's located right here in Philly in the Germantown section. 5445 Germantown Avenue, and they're open seven days a week, closing at 3.30. So if you're around here, go grab you a sandwich and a good read, okay? They also have these really dope aspiring and affirmation alphabet cards for all my fellow teachers. The babies love them. Go check them out for all my healthy folks out there who are striving to get there. Also, check out Calling All the Shots for all your cold-pressed juices. Contact them on Instagram at calling underscore all the shots with a Z. And let them know your girl, Golden Girl, sent you, all right? (laughs) If you haven't already, please follow Good Food, Good People Podcast at G-D-F-O-O-D, G-D-P-E-O-P-L-E-P-O-D. I began tongue-tied because it's like so many letters (laughs) on Instagram. Thank y'all all all for listening, honestly. Thank you for receiving my words. I don't take it lightly. I hope it's soothing like the honey that I am, okay? And if y'all heard a little um, little footprints, it's my dog. He don't be chilling. He be having like separation anxiety, y'all. Like he's so attached. (laughs) But be blessed, y'all, and remain a blessing. Remain intentional and always seek God and make time for him before anything else, before you do anything, make time. 
and be well, good people. Eat good, surround yourself with good people, and remember to bring good and all the goodness there is home first. So see you next time, good people. Love you all.